0: Hey Wonder Rap! Yes, I got a joke for you. Oh
1: boy, you better split my sides. Here we go. What's the difference between Batgirl and Batwoman?
0: I don't know. What is the difference between Batgirl and Batwoman? Well,
1: Batgirl loves dick. <laughs>
2: uh huh. <laughs> You're right. (laughs) It got me.
1: (laughs) You said the joke was going to get me, and it did.
0: Come on shop, well it's time to record now.
1: Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage cause we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time, it's time to, to celebrate start. our energy With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on shop, it's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you rob my geeks speak, has crazy tech. We move of Marvel, DC's okay. Our content rocks, geek news all day. We're gamers too, we play for fun I'm Trekkie proud, phasers to stand No man take me, our force is strong Geek so to speak, where you belong Geek so to speak,
0: geek so to speak, geek so to speak, geek so to speak, geek so geek so to speak, geek so to speak, geek so to speak, geek
1: so to speak, geek 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 so to speak
0: Welcome back, fellow geeks, for another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. We're talking movies, we're talking TV shows, we're talking comics, we're talking video games, we're talking geek news, we're talking trailers, we're talking everything in between, and this week is no exception. But before we get into all that, I am your co-host, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live from Southern California, and on the line with me is the master of uh, Batwoman jokes, as you have just witnessed from the very beginning of the episode. My best friend in the whole wide world, Shaw. How's it going, Shaw?
1: Ooh, it's going pretty dang good, Wonder Rob. Very, very good. Thank you for asking, my friend.
0: You know what? Uh, you're welcome. I will not Just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> So, fellow geeks, uh, we have a big, big week of geek news to talk about. We're also going to talk about the season two premiere of Batwoman on the CW. It's uh, another one of uh, CW's Walmart, quote-unquote, DC TV shows, and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's how I like to describe
1: their TV shows. Walmart, okay.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you got, you got the high-end budget stores, you know, uh let's just say target and target target's more like you know uh batman begins or the dark knight or uh even whatever was after the dark knight the dark knight rising and then you have the walmart version or actually you know what maybe let's call him the dollar tree version walmart's still a little too good let's call him the dollar tree version and those are the CW shows, your Arrows, your Flashes, your uh, Batwomans. And so we're going to review the Dollar Tree DC TV show Batwoman. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, now, am I, am I leading into my opinions on this show? Uh, you're going to have to stick around to the end, but I don't want to get too ahead of myself here. Uh, before we get into anything else, I want to take a minute to thank you. Listener, for listening to this episode of Geek So To Speak podcast. And if this is your first time listening to us here, well, do me a personal favor. Go ahead and hit subscribe on the old Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or Stitcher Podcasts or a SoundCloud Podcast or Podchaser Podcasts or really whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And if you're one of the lucky ones, where your podcast platform gives you the opportunity, nay, the privilege of leaving a review for our show. Well, then do us a personal favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you do, we'll be able to give you a special sexy shout-out on the show. Sometimes I worry when we talk about how we're going to give them a special sexy shout-out on the show, Shaf. Or we we mention that we're going to uh, get naked and review or read their review, excuse me. Yeah, thinking about getting naked just got me all on Twitter. Got me all a flutter. Uh, sometimes I wonder if we're putting people off when Like we say that. Trust us, it's a good thing.
1: <laughs> so you, what you're guys. thinking is people aren't reviewing us because they're worried that. If they review us, then we are going to get naked. We are going to give them what we consider to be sexy, but for what they will consider to be absolutely grotesque and disgusting, and therefore they don't want to instigate it. Is that what you're saying?
0: Sometimes I worry that's the impression that we're giving. But what they need to know is that when we start the podcast, we're already naked. Yeah. So it's not about getting naked. It's about remaining naked while we do the review. So now that that's all clear, feel free to give us that five-star review, you guys, so we can give you that (laughs) special sexy shout-out on the show, (laughs) which we know you want. And uh, for... Our loyal returning listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you are what's known as the geek, so to speak, podcast fluffers. So thank you for continuing to fluff us, keeping us strong and hard for you. And when I say hard, I mean hard-pressed to not provide you with geeky content. Whew. Whew. All this innuendo shop. It's all over the place. But thank you. All joking aside, thank you, returning listeners. Thank you, first-time listeners. Thank you, everybody, for making Geek So To Speak the podcast that it is. And we are more than happy to serve you all the geeky content you need. So, let's do this, shot Before we get into all the geek news and before we talk about Batwoman, let's do what we do every week, which is talk about our week's How's everything been, Shaf?
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, you know, the week for the most part, it's just been super packed with lots of of working hours, like lots of time at my job, at my desk, uh, working lots of overtime. uh, And then at home, separate from all of that, packing up the house, hanging out with baby, you know, just honestly, that's like, it's a full day each day. Um, I have not had a whole lot of time to do much of anything else. I haven't really played much video games at all. Um, But what I have done is after we reviewed uh, WandaVision, I dug into my, I actually reopened a box I had already packed. And I I dug out a couple of graphic novels. uh, Avengers, Uh uh, uh, Disassembled. Yeah, Disassembled. Um, And then uh, also House of M., uh, because both of these are sort of kind of inspiration for WandaVision. And man, they did not disappoint. If our fellow listeners uh, are uh, comic book fans um, and you haven't read these two comic books, you need to purchase them. Get, go on Amazon or if you want to go to your local uh, comic book shop, I would say do that first before you go to Amazon. Support the local comic book shop because they're, they're few and far between these days. Uh, so So do what you can to support them. But um, uh, especially Avengers disassembled, holy crap, the, the shit that goes down in that comic, I'm not going to spoil it cause I think Wonder Rob might've purchased it the other day or was planning to, so I'm not going to spoil the story, but it is probably one of the most like, uh, crazy, uh, graphic novels in terms of like what goes down in the episode, in the episode, in the issues, um, more so than most graphic novels have. So it's you really get a lot of bang for your buck. It's a great story. Um, It directly leads into House of M. So if you're reading House of M and you're like, this is kind of confusing, what happened? You're going to want to read Avengers Disassembled. Um, House of M is also excellent. I just finished that one, uh, and I had already read it before in the past, but it's been a while. So uh, it was nice to refresh that. And then this morning I got to watch WandaVision Episode 3 and... Holy shit on that! I'm not gonna say anything about that for spoiler purposes. And Wonder Rob hasn't seen it yet, so I'm not gonna spoil that either. Thank you. But it is so good. The show is so good. So uh, there's that. But the uh, the 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 biggest thing I want to talk about Wonder Rob is I want to you know how sometimes people get on social media and they they blast uh, a, a business. Uh, So that other people know not to use this business, right?
0: I am aware of this, and thankfully, we are above that
1: here at Geek, so to speak. Well, Wonder Rob is above that. But I am not (laughs) above that (laughs) because there is an internet provider here in Sedona uh, by the name of Suddenlink, and i wanted to call out suddenlink as if i'm like a pro wrestler Uh-oh.
0: get on out friend of here. the show Suddenlink.
1: Sudden Link. yeah friend By of the way. show <laughs> not anymore uh Sudden Link, man they they i sw- i swear to you i don't even know how this business operates because every single person says something and either doesn't do it or they do something different than what they say they're going to do Um, Mm. they canceled our, 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 they disconnected our internet a couple of days ago prematurely. We're moving out of state. Um, so we were going to cancel service, but we said we were going to cancel it a month from now. They heard that they wrote the note about that, but then they went ahead and canceled it, two days ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so whoops, I thought it was like a service outage. I'm like, Oh, I guess it's just, you know, some problem in the lines, whatever. So I'm like trying to like do the power cycle on the router and the modem. Nothing's working. We have to start using our phones as hotspots. I mean, we all work from home now, right? This is a freaking pandemic. So our, uh, our internet is like freaking commodity. It's a, it is our livelihood without the internet. We can't do our work. So, Um, so we're using our hotspots. We're using up all our fucking data because of sudden link. Um, you, I called sudden link and they were like, oh yeah, we, we shut it off. You got, we disconnected you. And I'm like, no, don't do that. I can't. So anyways, the long story short is it took seven representatives over the course (laughs) of 48 hours to finally get the internet back up. It took it took two scheduled visits from a technician from which no technician ever showed up to either visit. And these were three hour windows. So there was like a six hour time span that we were waiting for a technician to arrive at the house when none did. When we would make the like the reservation or the appointment on the phone with the representative, they would say, "Okay, the note has been made. I'm confirming with them. And then even still nobody shows up. We say we need the internet hooked back up. We get an email back saying that we're asking for TV to be installed. And I'm like, no, we never said TV. We don't want TV. We want to set up, reconnect the internet that you screwed up. This, it was a back and forth thing. And every representative said something different. I don't, I do not understand this company. Um, but they are fucking insane. And I Yikes. the the sheer amount of screaming into the phone, I was in pure like red Hulk mode. For a majority of the past 48 hours. I have I have probably not raged like this in a long time. I've probably gained a lot of red hair. I'm probably, I've shaved off a few days of my life uh, and um, all because of internet. So the, 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 the moral of the story is if you've got a podcast, then you need internet to be reliable. Thankfully, the internet That's came true. back just in time for us to record the podcast. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep. We were gonna record yesterday. A little uh hidden insight, but uh due to a few hurdles, including Shaf's internet situation, <laughs> we ended up recording today. Yeah. Instead. But that's okay. The the important part, Shaf, is that uh you called out this company. They are gonna go out of business because of this. Absolutely. And we will be vindicated. Yeah. Well, you mainly.
1: That's justice. (laughs) That is justice served, my friend. Uh, So, Wonder Rob, that's been my uh, week and definitely the past couple of days. So, um, Uh, All right. uh, Please. Please. I was going to say, please. (laughs) I was going to say, please beat me. (laughs) Oh, I'll beat you. I want you to beat me. Get over here. Beat me real good. (laughs) 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 Things are,
0: well, we are naked, like we established at the beginning of the recording. Um. So my week, uh, well, luckily, no no rage-inducing scenarios for me this week. (laughs) Lucky me. Um, Of course, I've been working like crazy. As a matter of fact, I only just finished working minutes before we started this recording. So not only are we recording a day late, we're recording it later than usual. Because I've been working so much, dang, like an idiot. Um... So, since I've been working a whole lot this week, I, too, haven't had a whole lot of extra time to get into my uh, extracurricular geeky activities, but I did manage to sneak a couple in, Shaf. I did sneak a couple in. Number one, I think it's funny, or uh, at at the very least coincidental, that you and I both, unprovoked, not talking to each other about this, decided to go back and read House of M this week. Uh, I could have sworn I had... House of M somewhere, but I could not find my copy of it anywhere, so I ended up going down to my local comic book store and picking up House of M. They didn't have the graphic novel, but they did have the individual issues. Um, I was talking to your arch nemesis, Vector, about (laughs) it the other day, and he says the reason why I couldn't find my copy of House of M is because I borrowed it from him when I read it the first time. (laughs) That would explain (laughs) it. I was like, oh, that makes sense. And I'm pretty sure I borrowed Avengers Disassembled also. Uh, But again, it's been ages since I've read these things. And so I've been going back into House of M. And man, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm not finished with it, again, because I've had limited time this week. But I'm four issues in of the eight run series and I'm enjoying it. And it's making me want to hop into WandaVision that much more, but I'm not going to watch that until after we record this episode. By the time people hear this episode, by the time this episode hits our listeners ears, I will be up to date on WandaVision. Uh, but I would recommend house of M very good. Love the art. Uh, it's a great series, great series. Uh, number two, I'm just going to touch on this real quick. I finally finished that Lego set that I was talking about last week, Shaf, the Iron Man Mosaic. Uh, you had asked me a question on Voxer. How does it stick together? Well, let me tell you, Shaf. You said you don't get how the the, the nine individual squares come together to to be one image, or rather, how they stick together. Well, it's easy, buddy. You just Lego them together. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you Lego the things together. That's it. That's my big explanation. Uh, <laughs> you'll see when you when you do it. Is it but more maybe like
1: I'll... it's more like a patch, like on the back end? Is that kind of how it goes, like overlapping pieces? It's
0: both. There's three ways that it sticks together. So number one, each individual square has little pegs that you put on either side of the square. And then you you connect each square to each other with the pegs. So you connect all nine squares together. And then you flip it over. And then you... Lego some of the back pieces together so it's a little more stable. And then, last but not least, you build the frame around it, which stabilizes the whole thing.
2: I see. So it's
0: very sturdy. I mean, if I threw it at the ground as hard as I possibly could, it would probably break. But if it just, like, you know, tipped over, it's not going anywhere. And the best part is I didn't lose any pieces there were actually lots of extra Lego pieces, so if my son did eat some Lego pieces last week, he didn't screw
1: it up. He didn't screw yeah, up my experience. I figured there would be because there needs to be enough pieces to make all three, not not all of them at the same time, but there needs to be enough pieces to be able to make all versions of the Iron Man suit, so Hulkbuster or the Mark One or the Mark whatever it is for Infinity War. Um, yeah. Yeah and you did the infinity war one and it looks excellent it's it's you did such a great job
0: well you know i only followed the directions
1: <laughs> well i didn't come up with it, it
0: by myself is it already hung up
1: in the in your space no
0: it's not up i've got i've got li- less and less wall real estate in my office by the day so i'm i need to start rearranging some stuff to figure out a good spot for it uh, but it's definitely going up for sure uh, and the last thing i did this week shaf i'm actually going to save to talk about it when we get to the news story that is uh, that it's adjacent to, but I will mention it off the top is the Resident Evil Village demo came out yesterday. Ah, uh, yes. And you kn- and I made a big deal about it in the group chat. Me, you, and the the corrections department. Uh, it was PS five only, so I'm sorry, Shaf. <laughs> but I'm com- I'm confident that. Uh, if you had your PS5, you still probably wouldn't have played it. No. I definitely <laughs> so. would
1: not have played it.
0: <laughs> but I do have thoughts on it, and I do want to talk about it, but we're going to talk about the Resident Evil Showcase later in the show, so I'm going to save my thoughts for that. Cool. Um. So, that's been my week. Now, usually, folks, right about now, we would get into the uh, in-review with the Corrections Department segment, but we're actually going to put a pin on that and save that segment for when we get to the Batwoman conversation because uh, our corrections department, Darth Vibbert, has some thoughts about it. And he uh, attempts to recap – well, uh, actually, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to spoil it. I almost spoiled it, Shaf. <laughs> but I will say – well, you probably figured out what I was going to say. But anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save his segment for when we get to the Batwoman discussion. However – like we uh, discussed last week an, a new tradition that we started on last week's episode is we do ask the corrections department uh for information every week and the correction department loves 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 to correct us he loves it he lives for it this is <laughs> he lives and breathes for it he he gives us he almost live tweets the episodes as he listens to them to us it's and he true. loves to point out He's like, actually, Seth Rogen is spelled with an A-N, not an Um, (laughs) E-N.
1: He's going to correct that, probably.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that might be wrong. I don't know. I might be incorrectly quoting him, which will be a correction on next week's episode. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we we always ask him (laughs) for the information, and we always ask him for the corrections, but we never, ever... Would actually read the corrections that he gives us. So, <laughs> in a in an effort to keep us, uh, what's what's the word? Liable. Keep us liable for the things that we say we're going to get into the corrections department's... I can't even say it. The correction department's corrections for this week. Now, I have uh, been kept blind to these. I prefer to be kept blind to these, actually. I like it to be a little surprise when when I hear them for the first time. So, Shaf, you've got the corrections department's corrections. I do. So hit me with
1: it. What did, what did he have to say this week? Okay, so specifically, these are corrections for episode 137, which was last week. Uh, one thing... Uh, Darth Vibbert, our corrections department, had to say was that he thinks that you need to correct your mistake of not having watched The Karate Kid. He was oh. pretty flabbergasted that you've not seen a single Karate Kid movie, and he thinks that you need to fix that problem. Step.
0: I got another confession to
2: make.
0: <laughs> My favorite part of last week's episode was me singing that song. <laughs> So yeah, I'll so get you got to the Karate Kid. I, let me. I'm gonna tell you a little thing about the Karate Kid, okay? And why I haven't watched it. There's two reasons actually. Number one is because, well, when I was growing up, when the Karate Kid was more more popular. Actually, hold on. I'm gonna find out when did the Karate Kid come out. The Karate Kid. I'm just googling it really quick. Release date. What is this? This came out June twenty second, 1984. So I was a very young kid, okay? So I was out of the demographic when it came out. And as I was growing up, The Karate Kid was not a movie that was presented to me. So that's reason number one, I haven't seen it. Number two, uh, in high school... Uh, my girlfriend at the time was obsessed with Karate Kid. Obsessed. She still is, actually. <laughs> uh, we're friends on Facebook, and she definitely uh, talks about Cobra Kai a lot and Karate Kid a lot. And she she was so into it. She was into it like we were in Back to the Future that it soured me a little bit on the karate kid. Oh. Without even having seen it and I've always just sort of kept that
1: like deep down inside uh, me so I've I, Wonder <laughs> I of, just I, haven't I have a follow-up question for you. Okay, so okay. inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. Based on this story that you told about your ex-girlfriend from high school who is obsessed with Karate Kid. Would would you say that you broke up with her? For because of her obsession with Karate Kid? Was that a major factor in this in the decision to terminate the relationship?
0: (laughs) No, but (laughs) yes it was. Yes it was. (laughs) <laughs> moving on that's why i have not that's part of the reason why i haven't seen the karate kid it's a stupid reason it's deep down inside me it
1: was it's but maybe, like maybe it maybe like we'll 50, rectify 50. that it's like 50 50 she didn't give very good hjs and she liked karate kid and well was. it was high school so
0: <laughs> i'll just let you <laughs> leave it at that um maybe maybe we'll do a new segment a new recurring segment on the show. You we do geek movie tortures, geek TV tortures, geek video game tortures, maybe every once in a while, ex-girlfriend we'll do, tortures. <laughs> well, <laughs> leave that. We do that off air. No, I was going to say, maybe what if we did geek movie pleasures or geek movie treasures. Ooh. Uh for for movies that are classics that either you haven't seen or I haven't seen. I like this idea. I just came up with it. off the dome. Maybe we put it on our Patreon. Shout out to our Patreon. <laughs> that doesn't exist yet., <laughs> uh, but write that write that idea down, Corrections Department. <laughs> um, okay, right. moving on. What other corrections did he have?
1: Um, he wanted to confirm that yes, the game was called Super Mario Run. We were talking about iOS games, uh, and uh, the game was Super Mario Run. So you were correct about that. Yeah. Uh, of we had briefly talked about a, a Nintendo 64 game that had a microphone, and it was Pokemon based. And he confirmed that it was Hey You Pikachu is the name of the Uh-oh. game.
0: Oh, that's right. His game of the year, 1996.
1: And I, I was forget. confused because I thought you guys were talking about... I thought we were talking about Dreamcast C-Man. and Seaman, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that did also have a microphone, though, so you were you were on yeah, track. exactly. And there's, you know, very few um, uh, games or systems had peripherals like that, but at least at that time. Uh, and then uh, he also wanted to indicate a couple of release dates. And I know we're going to talk about release dates in some of the geek news, but just putting this out there, unless this has changed... Since uh, he wrote this, he said Shang-Chi and the Legend of the uh, Ten Rings is going to release on the 9th of July, this year, 2021. And then also (laughs) uh, Spider-Man 3 uh, for the MCU is going to be released on December 17th, 2021. So that's all the corrections from the corrections department for this past episode.
0: You're telling me Shang-Chi is July. Okay.
1: All right. So...
0: Black Widow is "quote unquote" releasing in May. Right. "Quote unquote." <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but that's before we read our some of our geek news. Uh, and then July Shang Chi, and then Spiderman at the end of the year. Okay. And actually, right. between well, we'll see
1: between those, there's another movie. Um, uh, shoot! Oh, Eternals. Eternals is in November, I think. Four Marvel movies this year—that can't possibly be right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Corrections department, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so we got a lot to talk about and not a lot of time to do it, Shaff. So what do you say we gets into the geek news?
1: Geek, geek news. News. Nudes.
0: Nudes. 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 Nudes news. 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 All right, so as is a tradish around here when we talk about Geek News, whoever is hosting the particular week's episode, me, in this instance, gives the other co-host, you in this instance, Shaw, the uh, the honor, the duty, the right, the privilege to the
1: first Geek News story. So tell me, what's been going on in Geek News? Oh, well, thank you, Wonder Rob. So um, to kick things off... Normally, we talk about movies, TV shows, and video games, and those three uh, subjects are kind of the basis of our geek news. But uh, this past week, there was some news about an upcoming uh, comic book four part uh, uh, series, and uh, because I had been reading uh, House of M and and Wonder Rob as well, and then also Avengers Disassembled, it kind of just I just felt like this was an organic thing to include. So. Um, if anyone has read Spider-Man life story, which if you haven't, you need to, cause it's really fucking good. Um, but, uh, the same people who put together Spider-Man life story are putting together an, a new, uh, chapter in the Spider-Man saga. And this is potentially his darkest timeline yet. Uh, it's being billed as sort of a, what if, Scenario. So uh, it does not follow any continuity in the currently existing uh, Marvel comic universe, Uh, but it's called Spider Man Spider's Shadow, and it's going to reveal what would happen if Peter Parker actually became Venom. So, um, as we know the storyline to be, When Peter Parker gets the symbiote uh, attached to him, he realizes what it is and he sheds himself of of the Venom symbiote and it finds a new host in the form of Eddie Brock. Uh, And then Eddie Brock becomes Venom and he's one of many uh, to become Venom, but he's probably probably the the most well-known. But this scenario for this comic book is actually gonna change that for an alternate reality. So in this one, the Venom symbiote never leaves Peter Parker's body and it, it merges with him and basically Spider-Man becomes Venom. So what happens when New York's greatest hero becomes its lethal protector? So uh, I think that's kind of a cool concept. Uh, I'm definitely interested to see what they do with it. I mean, we know how Spider-Man behaved and what his power set looked like when he, had, when he was in his symbiote suit, but um, if he was full-fledged Venom, as Spider-Man or as Peter Parker, I mean, that's a whole nother angle. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, uh, needless to say, I'm intrigued by it. What about you, Wonder Rap?
0: I mean, it sounds good. I feel like I've heard this story before, this premise before. <clears throat> or maybe it was just a dream that I've had. Uh, but either way, the premise sounds really good to me. Lately, I was when I've been reading these House of M comics... I I even said to my wife, I said, man, I've been away from comics too much. I mean, I read comics here and there, uh, as you know, Shaf, and the listeners know, but I used to be pretty regular when it came to reading comics. I even had a a pull list at the comic book store and everything back in the Civil War days. Oh, yeah. Um, And I was thinking to myself, well, is it stupid to like, what if I just bought an iPad and I don't need an iPad, chav. I I don't particularly like iPads, but I was thinking, what if I just bought an iPad for the Marvel Comics app and just read some, or the Comicsology app? But then I realized that I would be paying like hundreds of dollars just to read comics, and so I threw that idea out. <laughs> <'Cause> that's a <laughs> stupid idea. Um, but it, I did do have the urge, the urge deep down inside sort of like the opposite of my karate kid or just to get back into comics or at least more so than I am currently and so this might be a good kick off point shaf this might be a good kicking off point i'm not i'm not going to lie okay that was a lie or was it <laughs> you'll never know
1: well i have a question for you when Rob. so you're talking about the potential of doing like the digital uh, option which obviously it does give you access to a lot of things all at once but i kind of feel like something gets a little bit lost when you don't have a comic book like in front of you
0: like now okay i can i can see that i can see that do you think what gets lost is the the sensation of flipping through the pages and reading reading the uh the dang uh advertisements for like video games and like bubble gum and stuff like that or do you think not having a physical collection, it's the collector part in you that is missing it? Cause you get the comics and you like to stack them up. You likes to put them on your shelves for display.
1: I think that's what it is. It's gotta be the collection part of it. Cause they spend so much time creating an, uh, a cover and uh, a look to these things that when you just put them into a digital library, you lose something for that. And yes, even though you can access so much at one time, the idea of not having that like aesthetic, I think, sucks. So, uh, I trust me, I have comics on my iPad. I've got like a bunch of the TMNT uh, comics, I've got some Avengers on there too. And it's nice. And in fact, there are even some comic book apps, and I'm not, I don't remember well enough to say which one it is, but where it'll go panel by panel. So, it's not just like a, a page turn, it's gonna like zoom in on the panel. So, you get actually a much more zoomed in view. Than you would typically get by just reading a, a graphic novel, and it actually, I think, is even better in some ways. So, like, there's benefits, huh. absolutely, but um, yeah, there's that 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 thing about holding it in your hand, about displaying it on your on your uh, bookshelf or whatever. Like, I, the, you can't beat that. So, huh?
0: well, I'll let you know if I if I uh, cave and and go the digital route, but part of me part of me thinks I should I should just stick to the physical. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to spend more money on a comic book reader.
1: <laughs> now, if you're interested in Spider Shadow, uh, the first issue is going to release in April of 2021. Uh, it also happens to be the same month that Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman are wrapping up their Venom run with the Venom number 200 anniversary special. Now, this is a standalone. This is a what if. Um, and uh, it's gonna be four issues. So uh, keep your keep a lookout on the shelves for that one. Thank you. I will. I will,
0: Shaff. Uh, shifting gears to the more traditional geek news fair, Let's talk movie news, Shaff. But before I go into the movie news, let me ask you a question. Do you remember movies?
1: <laughs> Vaguely Do you remember them?
0: Vaguely. Vaguely.
1: If I'm not mistaken, it's when a bunch of pictures are kind Uh of like put in the sequence. And Mm -hmm. they are flashed in front of our eyeballs at such a Uh rate that it looks like the pictures are moving. Is that correct?
0: Wrong. It's magic. Anyway. okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let
0: me tell you about these things. So uh, we... Here on Geek, so to speak, and I'm sure you, the listeners at home, uh, have survived the year 2020. Well, at least, you know, the vast majority of us, uh, there were like 300,000 of us that didn't survive 2020, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but... I'm sure we all walked into 2021 being a little more optimistic about a lot of things, including maybe we'll get to see movies again. Well, I'm here to tell you, Shoff, that don't hold your breath. I'm here to tell you that don't hold your breath. That's right. That's the <laughs> sentence I said, and I'm committing to it. Don't hold your breath about some movies because uh, some big blockbusters, Schaff, some movies that I know you were looking forward to, I was looking forward to, and the geek, so to speak, nation— was looking forward to um, have been pushed back. Starting with No Time to Die, which apparently there's ample time to die. An abundance of time to die. Because, uh, well, we've been talking about this movie for a long time. Has been pushed back, Shoff, to October 8th. Ugh. Ghostbusters Afterlife has been pushed back to November 11th. And the new Uncharted movie starring a friend of the show, Tom Holland will not even hit theaters until 2022, Schaaf, at least according to the report from uh, Exhibitor Relations. Now, I've got some more news about movies being delayed, but I'm going to take a, a, a pinpoint turn right here because also in this article from Exhibitor Relations... Uh, was uh, a blurb about AMC, the AMC movie theater chain. AMC has warned investors that it's about to run out of money and other theaters also might not survive past the middle of 2021. Uh, and the Bond franchise in particular, moving to the end of the year, is like a real blow to these guys. Apparently, they thought that uh, James Bond was going to be the savior and turn everything around and get... And get millions of people back into the theaters. Um, I know we'd get at least one person back into the theater and his name's Schaff. but past that, maybe (laughs) the corrections department. Maybe so, two people, maybe. Um, And maybe the corrections department's wife and child, so four people, at the very least, would have gone back to see this, but I don't know if putting all your hopes in James Bond is really the thing you should be doing. Maybe we should be putting our hopes into... Uh, figuring out that, well, the world's probably not going to magically go back to the way it was before this pandemic and uh, start counting your losses and coming up with a game plan for the future instead of just pushing movies back over and over again.
1: Yeah, exactly. But that's just
0: me. Uh, But while we're on the subject of movies being delayed, Disney, not to be outdone has come out and said that they are pushing some movies back yet again. uh, I know this March, this March 3rd, Shoff, you were looking so forward to just hopping down to the movie theater and watching the movie The King's Man. Well, I got news for you. That's been moved to August, Shaf. So you've got a little bit of uh, time to wait on that. Your second most anticipated movie of the year, Bob's Burgers, colon, the movie has been moved... From April 9th to just being off the release schedule indefinitely. Taken
1: off the grill. No more burgers.
0: Yeah, they're too busy uh, writing the Deadpool movie. Uh, Ron's Gone Wrong, whatever that is, is moved from April 23rd to October 22nd. The Nighthouse, whatever that is, is uh, released or has been moved to July 16th. Oh, man, Shaf, I, this is going to be a real devastating blow to you. Probably our number <laughs> one anticipated movie for 2021. <laughs> the Eyes of Tammy Faye.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Uh, is now limited release on September 24th. It's only coming Excuse out
1: me. on VHS. <laughs> oh, man.
0: They want uh, the release medium to be just as outdated as her makeup. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, Antlers again whatever that is actually let me read I'm um, I don't know what the movie Antlers is Schaff and I'm going to read you the synopsis right now <clears throat> Look good feel good In an isolated Oregon town a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled with their <laughs> enigmatic student whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters with legendary ancestral creatures who came before them Sounds dumb Coming out October 29th, Nightmare Alley. uh, Title updated for the film releasing on December 3rd. An ambitious young carny. Oh, shoot. This sounds good already. (laughs) An ambitious young carny with the talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words. Hooks up. (laughs) Yes, this is such a great description. (laughs) With a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. What? (laughs) Sometimes you have to wait for the good stuff. Uh, <laughs> and when when was that one moved to that's to december 3rd so you got a little bit of time to to get uh brushed up on your Carney knowledge off what is that movie called go into that nightmare alley
1: okay um fellow geeks we make this commitment to you when nightmare alley officially oh no. makes itself available oh no. in a digital format we're gonna review it for the show Or
0: if the world magically goes back to being normal by December. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's no more movie delays to report on as of right now, but something tells me we're probably going to get more because all these movie studios and all these movie theaters want to make money and they don't care about us, the little guys. They don't want to give us Black Widow. Okay, anyway. I don't want to get mad. I don't want to turn into Red Shoff like you were talking about earlier. So (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and put a pin on that. What else is going on?
1: Well, you know, lots of movies are moving around. Um, But one thing is staying for sure, and that's that we're going to be lifelong MCU fans. And uh, that makes us... Uh, in the doy. Yeah. Do you? Uh <laughs> we are super excited because you know, any tidbit of news that comes out about the MCU, we're just we're jumping on it. We can't wait. We want to know more. And just the other day it became known that Matt Damon, friend of the show, Matt Damon. Yep. <laughs> I said it before Wonder Rob could.
0: <laughs> I was about to. I was leaning into the mic to say it. Um
1: well. Me- Damon is going to be set to return to the MCU for Thor love and thunder. He made a cameo a few years back in Thor Ragnarok, where he played an actor on Asgard, uh, playing the role of Loki and it was pretty funny. So, um, my question to you wonder Rob, do you think that he Uh was playing himself? Was it Matt? Was it just Matt Damon? Uh, on Asgard, um, like, he, like yes, he's playing an actor. But what if he was just Matt Damon? Like, he, there was like no explanation. He had just been like removed from Hollywood and magically transported through the Bifrost to Asgard so that he could be an actor in, on Loki's in Loki's like you know version of Asgard. First of all,
0: I have to tell you that this is the best theory I've ever heard. <laughs> I love this idea. <laughs> I was saying in our group chat, me, you, in the corrections department, that this news of Matt Damon uh, landing in Australia to be in Thor, but he better be Beta Ray Bill. He be- he bet he bets to be Beta Ray Bill. But actually, I want to scratch it. I want him to be playing himself. <laughs> Matt Damon as himself and Thor. Love and Thunder, because the idea of Loki taking over Asgard and he's so he's so full of himself and he's so pompous that he's like, I'm going to go to Earth and I'm going to pick my favorite actor to play me in this show. Like he abducts him to make him do it. And not only does he abduct him, Matt Damon, but it's also it's also hilarious to me that Loki's favorite actor would be Matt Damon. <laughs> and he's like, Matt Damon. You're coming with me. And he takes <laughs> Matt Damon back to Asgard to to force him into a life of acting uh, for no pay uh, playing him on stage. And I, I got to tell you, this is an amazing fan theory. I haven't heard anything like it. <laughs> and I swear to everything that is holy, if this is not how it plays out in Thor Love and Thunder, that I will boycott the movie until i see it and pay money for it because i'm probably not gonna actually boycott the movie
1: wow how do you like them apples fellow geeks
0: (laughs) oh that's a reference that's a reference Um, to that movie he was in uh the zoo
1: the zoo we bought a zoo
0: (laughs) we bought a zoo the movie Um, is is that movie called we bought a zoo no (laughs)
1: I was gonna say, what a dumb title. Well, no, there is a movie called "We Bought a Zoo," but
0: no, that's what I meant. The but one, no, but the, the line that, that line is we...
1: from "Goodwill Hunting." Oh, stupid! <laughs> uh, but anyways, he's gonna be in Australia for the next uh, few months, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, we're gonna get more Matt Damon in the MCU. So that's the only news we have related to that. Um, but wonder Rob. Yes, I wanted to. Well, I saw you were clicking on it. I'm, I, I'm gonna take it though. Are you gonna take this news story? I'm gonna take it. All right, he's taking it, this news story. He's taking it off my plate. So keeping things in the MCU, uh, this is just you know we we know about some uh, movie uh, releases. Obviously, the Corrections Department indicated that the Spider-Man three movie is scheduled to come out December seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Hopefully, that stays the same, and there's no more. F- uh, shifts happening for uh, uh, the phase four timeline. But uh, we got some set photos the other day of Spider Man. And, you know, the movie is set to come out in December. And the set photos are showing that the movie takes place during December, specifically around Christmas time. Oh my goodness. And I'm pretty thrilled about that because, you know, th- Up until now, when you think about the MCU, are there any movies that stand out as Christmas movies? And yes, I know what you're going to say, Wonder Rob. Every movie is a Christmas movie because they're a present (laughs) and a gift to us. But but actually, uh, Iron Man (laughs) 3 is probably the closest thing to a Christmas movie in the MCU.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say all those words <laughs> that you just said.
1: <laughs> so, um and we we do know that uh, somewhere along the way, uh, and this is gonna be in the far future because we've got Guardians Volume three. But in tandem with Guardians Volume Three, James Gunn is also doing, and we found this out through the investor call, he's doing a uh, holiday special for the Guardians of the Galaxy. So that will certainly be a Christmas movie. But, uh, the fact that Spider-Man Three is going to be set during Christmas time, well, that opens up a whole bunch of brainstorming on the part of fans everywhere, trying to figure out what is the title going to be for Spider-Man Three. Uh huh. And okay. you know, typically they have this this home component in the in the titles. We had Homecoming, Far From Home. Mm-hmm. This being the threequel. Wonder, Rob, what do you? Since we make predictions on the show, and they tend to come true, Wonder Rob, what is the title of of Spider-Man 3 going to be?
0: Oh my god, you're putting me on the spot. Spider-Man, colon, Home Alone 3, colon, still lost in New York, (laughs) colon, but not anything to do with Macaulay Culkin, colon, Wait, but not he is pretty cool. Not
1: anything to do with Macaulay Culkins colon? I hope not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's my that's my official prediction. Home for the holidays is stupid.
1: You know who knows so a don't lot Don't say that. You know who knows a lot about Macaulay Culkins colon? Is uh Michael Jackson.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly <laughs> I mean, it
1: might have Pick happened Pick off your glove first, you'll enjoy it more it, it might have happened on a ledge It might have happened on the bed, I don't know um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, some of the possible titles that fans are saying Is uh, Spider-Man Home for the Holidays
0: I just said don't say that That's such a stupid title I hate it <laughs> dumb next
1: or spider-man home for christmas i think that's even dumb. dumber um, just as dumb spider-man no place like home i hate it uh or uh spider-man home alone to lost in new york Kobe. dumb
0: stole my idea
1: <laughs> uh that's all I they came got up with that so uh, me personally i kind of like home for the holidays the only thing I don't, I don't like know. about it is that it's too focused on Christmas and not enough about the overall story. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I think there's gonna be, got to be more about the fact that if there's an, a multiverse component or a Spider Verse component, then how do you address that? I think uh, Home Sweet Home, like he's glad to be finally back in his universe or something like that if something happens and he ends up in a multiverse situation like that would be cool uh, but we don't know the storyline yet so it's hard to say
0: spider-man homeward bound colon, the incredible journey where <laughs> spider-man goes into the multiverse but he he lands in the multiverse where a dog another dog and a cat have to like cross the bridge to get home and he's like <laughs> let me swing you <laughs> Holy shit! Are these animals talking? <laughs> Great movie.
1: I would see that. I would see that. I would, I would <laughs> oh, I risk, know you would. I would risk COVID to see that in the theaters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, let's let's keep the let's keep the uh, the subject on Spider Man and totally dumb things related to him. So, Spider Man is not a stranger to spin off movies. Shaff, we're getting. A Craven the Hunter movie, allegedly. We're getting a Morbius movie, allegedly. That movie's also been pushed back off to 2022. That wasn't in our, our list, but you're off the hook for one more year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're getting, uh, supposedly, um, the, the Silver Sable Spider-Man spinoff movie. We're supposedly getting the Black Cat spin-off Spider-Man movie. Uh, and now we're also supposedly getting the Spider-Man spin-off movie about Dusk. Shaff Dusk. Now, if you're asking yourself, "Huh, Dusk? Who's that?" I don't re- I don't remember Dusk. Well, guess what? Sony just threw darts at a dartboard and picked that character. So, if you're not familiar with Dusk, Don't stress out because Dusk is a particularly obscure character. Uh, I'm going to read you a little bit about Dusk right now. In the comics, Dusk is a mantle worn by multiple characters in the negative zone who are trying to defeat Blastar. Who's Blastar, you may ask? Well, this movie isn't about Blastar. It's about dusk. When (laughs) Spider-Man arrives and learns the residents' fight, he agrees to don the mantle and serve as their champion back in New York City. Peter Parker would later put on the all-black suit during the identity crisis. (sighs) Storyline. Now, doesn't that sound good? (laughs) Doesn't that sound good? Uh, Moving on. According to this article, CBR.com, for the purposes of the film, it's more likely that Dusk will center around Cassie St. Comics, excuse me, Cassie St. Commons, who first appeared in Slingers No. 0 in 1998. She's given the costume and name upon joining the titular Slingers, but quickly falls to her death. But instead of staying dead, she gains ghostly abilities, as one does in the comics. Uh, such as the power to teleport, manipulate shadows into forms of energy, and regenerate. Uh, which sounds like a superpower showdown, superpower to me. You get the power to manipulate shadows. How would you use that to win a fight? <laughs> so, Shaf. I know I've been I'm, I'm hyping this movie to no end. Are you excited? No. <laughs> okay, cool. Because neither am I. I was being sarcastic. I was being facetious. Now, I don't, I'm not putting a lot of stock into this because we've heard spin off after spin off after spin off for Spider Man. And there's none of these things are going off or moving off the ground except for Venom and except for Morbius. So, especially uh, a Z list character like Dusk. I'd, I'd sooner see a multiple man movie starring James Franco than Dusk. So let's just leave it at that. Moving on, you did two stories, Schaff. I'm going to do another one. How do you like to taste your own medicine? It's bitter, <laughs> isn't it? Well, moving away from the MCU, Schaff, uh, to one of your most favorite beloved franchises, Willy Wonka. <laughs> And the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka and the Glass Elevator, Schaff, uh, is the book sequel. Uh, Willy Wonka, or excuse me, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the reboot, or is it Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory?
1: I think it's which one I came out first. I think it's Willy Wanker in the uh, in the asshole ass- factory <laughs> in the ass elevator. <laughs> I beat you to it. <laughs>
0: anyway, uh, neither here nor there. Just when you thought Hollywood was out of, quote, franchises, end quote, to milk, uh, in comes the Willy Wonka prequel called Wonka Shaf, uh, directed by Paddington Bear director Paul King, uh, and it will be produced produced by David Hyman, <laughs> which I'm sure that's how you pronounce his last name, uh, who also served as producer on Harry Potter. David Wonder Warner Brothers uh, (laughs) describes the film as focusing on a young Willy Wonka and his adventures prior to opening the world's most famous chocolate factory. Okay, an individual, as an adult, goes to a faraway island, abducts all the native uh, people of the island, brings them back to America, forces them to work in his chocolate factory. I wonder what his, what his childhood was like. Um, was he always an eccentric uh, factory worker, or was he just some fat kid who ate chocolate? Uh, I I see zero possibility of an interesting story here <laughs> about a child who grows up to be Willy Wonka. Personally... Uh, I can safely say I'm not looking forward to this. I'm looking more forward to the, the Liam Neeson reboot of Naked Gun than I am to the Wonka.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, if they're going to go down and make a movie, some kind of a spinoff about the Willy Wonka movies, what they really need to do is just make like an expose about how Grandpa Joe is the fucking worst person in the entire world. Grandpa Joe is an asshole.
0: Okay, well, you know you can't just be throwing around accusations like that, Shoff, without (laughs) any facts to back them up. Why is Uncle Joe or Grandpa Joe or whatever Sleepy Joe,
1: (laughs) (laughs) why is he an asshole? Uh, Because Grandpa Joe has the nerve to complain that the floor is too cold for him to get his ass up. He's been in bed with three other grandparents for 20 years. Poor Charlie Bucket is working and he's a little kid while his grandpa literally shits the bed every day. They don't get out of bed. They are shitting in this bed. They are they are taking a dump and they are peeing all over each other and they have bed sores and they are disgusting. You think they're pooping in that bed? Absolutely. Or they've got a hole in the bottom of the bed and they're just like right into like a bucket. And then maybe that's why his last name is Bucket because they're pooping into a bucket and then the mom or probably Charlie who doesn't even have a roof over his head. He's like totally exposed to the uh, the snow and shit. Um, Like they have to like then clean the bucket out and replace it with another bucket. That's why they call him Charlie Bucket because he's just... He just basically he just has to keep handing Grandpa Joe new sh- new shit buckets. Um,
2: hmm.
1: Yeah, I always just assumed they were having sex. <laughs> you know what movie I I didn't assume they were having sex in was in Forrest Gump when uh, the the principal uh, goes over to Forrest Gump's house and you hear the <sighs> <sighs> I legit as a kid thought that the principal was getting his ass kicked by. Forrest's mom. And then he comes out, and Forrest
0: just makes fun of him for getting beat up by his mom. Yeah, and he's just like, hey, hey, hey. your mama sure does care about your schooling, boy.
1: Mm-mm. And and, I, and it wasn't until I watched it recently, I was like, oh my God, she totally fucked him. I did not catch that as a kid. That's how, that's how pure quality. I was. That's how pure I used to be. Um, but what Grandpa happens? Joe, man, Grandpa Joe is the worst, man. Grandpa Joe... He gets out of bed the second a good deal emerges. Um, he, s- he sings for himself and dances for a golden ticket. He allows his daughter to handle everything. He has the nerve to suggest someone else deserves a kick in the pants. He, he almost kills Charlie with the idea to steal fizzy lifting drinks. He's bad. <laughs> He's bad. <laughs> all right. I'm sure we could do a whole separate podcast about uh, how
0: much you hate Grandpa Joe. Uh, again, look forward on our Patreon.
1: He's the uh, worst. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right.
1: What else is going on, Shop? Um, all right. Let's see. Let's see. What else do we have going on? Oh, yeah. So uh, just the other day, well, actually, a few weeks ago, we reviewed um, a teaser trailer for Superman and Lois, the new show in the Arrowverse, uh, or the CW-verse, as they're probably calling it yep. these days.
0: It was a terrible trailer. Yeah,
1: and it was it was awful. It was too conceptual. It was about, like, Superman was flying through, like, crystals and shit. Um, but this new trailer that just dropped uh, on uh, the 21st, so yesterday, much, much, much better. It's actually footage from the from the actual show, um, hopefully from just like the first maybe couple episodes or whatnot. But um, it's set in Smallville, which is very unique. There's never been a TV show uh, to focus on Smallville before.
0: One <laughs> of a kind idea. Yeah, yeah.
1: Brilliant, Su- actually. Super duper, never been done before. Yeah. Um, But in this scenario, Clark and Lois are married. They have two children, and they relocate back to the Kent farm uh, to raise their children. Uh, Apparently, they've lost their jobs uh, at the Daily Planet, and so now they're back in Smallville. Um, And the kids apparently don't know that their dad is Superman. So he has to, uh, basically during the trailer, you see that he's confessing, hey, guys, I hope you look, I'm I'm Superman. He's like, No, you're not. You're not. I know I've I've seen Superman before. You're not Superman. He's like, Yes, I am. And then he lifts a car.
0: <laughs> you wear glasses, Dad. Yeah, Superman doesn't wear glasses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> there's no way. Um <laughs> I,
0: That's what he gets shot for not pulling his sponges. His <laughs> sponges. That was such a good one. <laughs>
2: Oh man, yeah. shout out
0: to my sponges joke <laughs> in whatever episode that was.
1: Oh man. Well, anyways, the new trailer dropped and it actually has me physically interested. Rather than the Physi- <laughs> rather than the previous trailer which had me physically, physically ill interested. from watching it. So
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to picture what physically interested <laughs> is.
1: Oh, it's like this. Like eyes eyes wide, like like, your mouth is open, like, just totally agape. All right.
0: All <laughs> right. I'll take it. I'll take it.
1: So this show comes out pretty soon, right? This show, yes. This show comes out um, soon. <laughs> yeah. This show, this show comes out. Uh, I want to say February twenty third, but don't quote me on that. Uh, corrections department can can fix me if I'm wrong. But um, originally it was going to be. It's going to it be like a two hour premiere. It was supposed to be on the same night as the Flash, but the Flash got moved back into March as a result of this two hour uh, situation. So um, I don't know. I, I'm excited uh, for this. It's going to be something different. Um, I just hope it's not boring. There's there's aspects of this concept that tell me this is going to be boring, and I really hope it's not. So, <laughs> first time
0: Shaffs ever been in, physically interested in something boring.
1: Yeah, because I mean, uh, it's a show called Superman and Lois, but if it's focused on their kids, that's going to be boring as hell. Who cares about their fucking kids?
0: Maybe maybe that's the name of their kids. This is <laughs> Hi, I'm Superman, and this is my son Superman, <laughs> and here's my other son Lois. <laughs> yes, yes, that sounds great. I could be a TV writer. <laughs> we need a dumb premise. <laughs> I got it. Superman names his child Superman. Brilliant. Superman. Sign this Superman man to a doesn't
1: pull his sponges and now he's got twins.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's do some more uh, DC talk because God knows we talk about Marvel enough. Uh, did you know, Shaff, that there's some rumors flying around the internets that your favorite animated series, and this time when I say favorite, I'm not just making a joke at your expense. I know you loved this series. Batman the Animated Series, uh, rumor has it that it's going to be making a comeback, Shaff, on the HBO Max. Ooh. Uh, these reports uh, came to life during Kevin Smith's podcast, Fat Man Beyond, which our uh, our corrections department is a big fan of, uh, where we're essentially in between segments of Kevin Smith talking about how he had a heart attack and in between segments of Kevin Smith crying and in between segments of him Kevin Smith talking about eating his wife's butt and having <laughs> sex with his wife mentioned... That he heard a rumor that there is going to be this new animated series. Uh, He says that he has reliable sources and they told him that this is going to be happening. The way this is worded is funny. Uh, The show would drop in 2022 on the original series 30th anniversary. Uh, Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. It's going to be great, man. Uh, Oh, yeah. Totally, man. Oh, yeah, man. Seth Rogen, what are you doing here? We're talking about Kevin Smith. Friend of the show, Seth Rogen, is here, everybody. Hey, uh, Seth. How's it going? Um, oh, it's going really great, Seth. So tell me, are you excited about this uh, Batman series, Seth? Oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what what I'm saying is uh, I'm really excited about this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> D- Thanks, Seth. Uh I got to talk to Shaf now. Hey, Shaf, did yes. you... He, Seth, cu- Seth, cover your ears. Uh, Shaf, did you see Seth Rogan on Twitter this week uh, getting into uh, verbal uh, fisticuffs with Ted
1: Cruz? Yes, yes. Called him a, a fascist and uh, basically used other F-words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was quality content. Um, now, if I could speak to Shaw for a minute, uh, Seth, if you could kindly see yourself out. We're trying to record a podcast here. <laughs> Shaf! <laughs> <laughs> he's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, he crashed. <laughs> <laughs> Is he okay? Are you, <laughs> he's, out of, he's stepping out of the car. <laughs> oh, thank God. Seth Rogen's dead. (laughs) No, he said he's okay. He's okay. He's okay. He's got to make that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie for us. He's fine. Uh, Are you excited about this news? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's me repeating what he said just in case you didn't hear him, Sean. He's the one who said it.
1: Are you excited about this news? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm thrilled about this news. The, you know, they actually, uh, and I think we've talked about this in a previous episode, at least in some capacity, uh, the animated series lived on in the Animated Adventures uh, Continue, which was a, a comic book series. So they sort of have continued it already, but to see it actually in a cartoon format, I'm on board. I, I would love to see this show continue on in some capacity. Uh, we've talked about this before, though. Like you said, some of these voice actors are are much older now and their voices are a little bit more gravelly, so it might not necessarily have the same uh, cadence or the, the tones might just not line up. But, um, you know, fingers crossed. I mean, I personally love Kevin Conroy as Batman and I know that um, his voice has changed a little bit over the years, but if he can still harness that Batman voice, uh, I'm totally, totally there for it.
0: What I hope is it's Batman, but it's an animated version of Kevin Conroy's Batman in Crisis, where all you have to do is blow on him. You just have to... <laughs> and you can knock him over. That's that's what I want. All right. Um, moving on, Shoff, We're... We're changing up how we do the geek news. Usually, it's me, you, me, you, me, you. But you, you changed it earlier, and then I changed it back to to get revenge. And now I'm doing it again, double revenge, because I'm going to talk about Resident Evil. Resident Evil. So uh, there was a, a Resident Evil event uh, yesterday where it debuted new trailers for Resident Evil Village, which is Resident Evil Eight uh gameplay footage and trailer uh and also news of a resident evil multiplayer game Shaf. uh now I'm totally blanking on the name and only because
1: Reverse my internet
0: went down. Reverse. There it is. Sorry my, my internet was being real slow. Resident Evil it's not Resident Evil reverse Shaf. it's Resident Evil re colon verse. So this is a resident evil game where the idea is you will be playing as a past resident evil characters such as Jill valentine claire redfield leon s kennedy nemesis hunk that's me by the way uh chris redfield (laughs) ada wong jack baker and so on uh and you're running around trying to shoot each other uh while there are ai controlled monsters like hunter gamma uh, the molded from resident evil 7 uh, and a few other people so essentially it's a it appears to be you know a deathmatch scenario while there are monsters also running around trying to kill you it will be free for people who buy resident evil village and let me tell you something chrof after looking at the trailer for this it certainly looks like a video game that should be free Because I wouldn't pay money for it at all. Uh, It looks not good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At least in the trailer, it's just a bunch of people running around Resident Evil style, meaning... You run, 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 and then when it's time to shoot, you just stand there and you shoot. So it shows a lot of people running around in the trailer, and then four players enter one room, and everybody stops moving, and they just shoot at each other. <laughs> just shooting at each other. It reminds me of that scene in The Office where Michael uh, was putting on the the murder mystery, and him, Dwight, and, uh, and Ed Helms' character, Andy, are just pointing their fingers at each other. And standing there in the room, yes, and, that's and, and right, shooting like that's what it looked like in the trailer <laughs> for this game. Uh So good thing it's free, you guys. But the big news that I wanted to talk about, Shaf, which I alluded to, I hinted at at the beginning of this episode. Is big that they meaning also, the key word. Yes, 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 yes. They they released a, a visual demo for Resident Evil Eight. Uh, exclusive to the PlayStation 5, which I was reading a lot of people on Twitter are, are certainly perturbed, uh, certainly anally anguished over the fact that it was only on the PlayStation 5. But it's a, they released a short demo. It's not directly related to the story of Resident Evil 8 in the sense that you're playing a chunk of Resident Evil 8. It's more of a side story that is adjacent to Resident Evil 8. Um, it's called Maiden, and the premise of this demo, Shaf, is that you are the Maiden. You have no weapons, you have nothing, there's pretty much nothing you can do but just run around. Uh, and you wake up in a, in a, a dungeon, Shaf, uh, with dead bodies everywhere, hanging from the ceiling, uh, gross dungeon, dingy, toilets full of poop. Uh, but think, think dungeon, not like, like the, the toilets at the Marriott or anything like that. And you find a note that says, if you're going to get out of here alive, you got to do these things. You got to find the tool you need to get out. It's going to be where you least expect it. You're going to, you got to follow the light. It's going to seem like a dead end, but it's not. You got to look around. Essentially, it's giving you like vague hints on how to get through this demo. Uh, and I was playing it last night, and I sent you a note while I was playing this demo last night saying, are these games scary because we go into it thinking it's going to be scary, so we're already on edge when we're playing these games? Or are they just actually scary, and we start playing it, and we get scared?
2: Mm. I don't
0: have an answer for you, but I did play it with all the lights on uh, and playing Nerf Herder in my earbuds, so I didn't get too scared one of those is a lie. Anyway, so you 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 eventually make your way out of this dungeon. Once you get out of the dungeon, you're in a, a castle or a, a mansion at the very least. And now you're trying to get out of this mansion. And that's when you start running into puzzles, like you're you're running into locked doors. Like there's a locked door that has a ceramic face on it with uh where one eye is missing and it says the door is locked. The eye is missing, and so you keep going through the house, and you find a, a ring that has an eye a ceramic eye in it, and so you take the ring out, and then you go back up to the door where the, the eye was missing, and then you get a key from that area, and then you can fi- go to the front door and, and try to escape, which was locked. Uh, all the while, again, you're, you're an individual who has no way of defending yourself, there is a lady floating around, uh, seemingly made of insects, who, uh, if she sees you, uh, you're toast, buddy. So, of course, I got caught by this lady the first time. Knowing where she would be, I quickly avoided her. Uh, she ca- she caught me again, but I ran away. I did everything, got to the front door with the key, Schaff. I said, fine, I'm going to leave this place. I'm going to see what it is. I go to open the door with the key, and the the doors, spoilers for this demo, the doors swing wide open, Shaf, push me down to the ground, and the the only reason you might play this game, the eight-foot-tall barrel-chested lady, (laughs) I don't know her name, comes in and says, where do you think you're going, and picks me up, Her hands turn into knives, and she kills me, and it says, thank you so much for playing. Pre-order the game. Wow. Uh, The graphics are great. I mean, they're very sharp. I'm going to even say best graphics I've seen on the PlayStation 5. Wow. PlayStation 5 is only like three months old. So, I mean, there's that. But it looks really, really sharp. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to this game a lot. I loved Resident Evil Seven. I've I just love Resident Evil in general. Uh, so you know, we're gonna review this game when it comes out, Shaf. And by we, I mean probably just me, unless you lose a bet or something. <laughs> maybe maybe I, you'll here's I there. don't
1: understand. How is this a Resident Evil game? Like
0: they're just taking departures, man. They're just like yeah. The, uh, the, there's witches now. Now, <laughs>
1: And you're well, just over it, here. It doesn't even take place in the present day, right? Like, it's in the past, is it not?
0: It didn't seem to be in the past. These, these people might just be stuck in the past uh, because, well, based on the architecture of the home and all that stuff, um, there were... In the dungeon, there were barrels, like, wine barrels full of blood. And wine barrels where like, people's arms were sticking out of the wine barrels, like, trying to get themselves... Like, like they were actively trying to release themselves from the wine barrels. And I found a note in the game that was implying that they're making all this wine out of people's blood. Uh, and there's wine glasses everywhere. There's just wine all over the place. Like, hints to it, boxes of wine, barrels of wine, winemaking... Things and so, I'm I'm pretty sure that since I was in the dungeon and I escaped, that they were gonna make wine out of me, is what I think it was. Uh, but of course, we'll know when the when the game actually comes out. And maybe that's that's the key to the T virus, man. Maybe it started from wine. Maybe that's how it's connected.
1: <laughs> Suddenly, there's magic though. I don't know. It just seems strange to me.
0: It to me, it doesn't even bother me. It's like the Resident Evil 7 was so far removed already from the Resident Evil lore, quote-unquote. It's very loosely connected. And that's fine with me because as long as it's a cool story, the game's fun, and it's scary, I'm going to be all right with it. So more more to come on that. Well, Resident Evil's coming out May. Uh, it's in May. I don't have the date in front of me, but it is coming out in May. So we'll talk about that later in the year. All right. Cool.
2: What else is All going right. on? Uh,
1: well, this is the last bit of news that we've got before we take a break and, uh, and talk about Batwoman season two. Um, but this news is just a little, uh, I guess, a heads up to head over to the eShop on the Nintendo eShop if you have yourself a Switch, because it just came out uh, the other day on Nintendo Direct that Hitman 3 cloud version is now available for free. On Nintendo Switch, and this is the conclusion to the Hitman trilogy, so it's finally available, totally free, won't cost you a dime. Uh, it's the dramatic conclusion, and um, apparently, in this part here, Agent Forty Seven returns, and you'll follow him on an intimate journey of darkness and hope as you experience a globe-trotting adventure across a tactile and immersive world. Um, I guess it has a lot of replayability, unparalleled player choice. And it's a must-have if you're a fan of the Hitman franchise. And uh, <laughs> Wonder Rob is definitely yeah. a fan of the Hitman franchise.
0: I am a fan of the Hitman franchise. I enjoy those games a lot. I don't know if I'm a big enough fan to forego playing Hitman on my high-powered gaming PC or my PlayStation 5 to move to the Nintendo Switch to play it. Uh but I am a fan nonetheless, and I think it's interesting that they're doing a cloud version of this. Uh, essentially, if you want to play it, you, ju- you have to be connected to the internet the whole yeah, time. exactly. So, to me, it sort of feels like it's defeating the purpose of the Nintendo Switch at that point. Because, I mean, it's a handheld, right? So, I mean, I'm not asking that as a question like, is it a handheld? We all know it's a handheld. So, the idea is to be able to play the game at home, pick up the Switch, and then go while i'm at the gym i'm i'm playing the nintendo while i'm on the plane while my friends are over there playing basketball i'm over here playing the nintendo switch like in that trailer from 8 years ago or whenever it was so the <laughs> the, the fact that you have to consistently be connected to the the internet to play this on the go seems a little weird to me yeah um but i do enjoy the the hitman games so more power to anybody. I mean, if you haven't played a Hitman game before and the Nintendo Switch is your only means of playing it, I say get it. The games are great if you if you're into the stealth action genre, such as me. Uh, but I would say I'm I'm probably not going to play it on the Switch. <laughs> it's on my <laughs> well, you, list of things to play, but not the Switch.
1: Yeah, well that's fair. I mean, you have a much better uh, a vehicle to enjoy it with. So,
0: or even if I was playing on the PlayStation Four. Like I would still play it on the PS4 over the the Switch. I would play it on my Xbox uh one over yeah. the Switch.
1: Well, I mean I, I think it also comes down to the Switch only has, has very limited in terms of its resolution quality once you once you dock it. I mean it's considerably lower resolution when you are just using it as a portable gaming device. But when you dock it, I think the maximum it gets up to is 1080p. So, I mean, it's not even close to what consoles are putting out these days.
0: Yeah, and I think the problem with me is, and don't get me wrong, I love. obviously I love Nintendo. We talk about Nintendo all the time. We're not anti-Nintendo on this podcast. But the gap between the Switch, which is four years old now, and the current generation of consoles, and when I say current, I mean the new gen like Xbox Series X and, and PlayStation 5, the gap is just widening in terms of this hardware and the games that they're putting out. So the, the further we get into the newer generation, the further Nintendo is being set back. And so if I have a game that's multi-platform that I can play in better resolution, better graphics... Of course I'm going to go that route versus Super Mario uh, 3D World Bowser's Fury, for example, which is only going to be on the Nintendo Switch or Breath of the Wild 2 or Metroid 4 or Smash Brothers or any of these Nintendo properties. Obviously, I'm going to play those on my Switch because that's the only means to play them. And for me, Nintendo Switch virtually... Is a Nintendo machine, meaning I, I pretty much only play Nintendo games on Nintendo's Switch, so I'm pro- there's just not a lot of motivation for me to play anything else.
1: Yeah, on the I Switch think that's for A
0: Nintendo game, so I'll dust it off when a Super Mario 3D World comes out next month, or 3D Land, <laughs> whatever it is, whatever that game's called. Bowser's a furry. <laughs> Bowser's a furry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's all the geek news we got for this week, but hold your horses. We still got a lot more to talk about with the season 2 premiere of Batwoman and the brand new actress playing Batwoman. But before we get to all that, we're going to take a quick break so we can tell you where to find us on social media and when we get back, we're going to discuss all things Batwoman. We'll be right back. Hey gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media.
1: That's right, catch us on Twitter at GeekSoToSpeakPC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news.
0: Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at geek, so to Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more, while of course, shop celebrates his inner geek on instagram with all kinds of geek oh inducing pics
1: and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing let us know find us and follow us rate us and review us on itunes soundcloud and google play we've got new episodes every week so don't forget to tune in same geek
0: time
1: same geek channel and we're back that's right. We are back and we are talking about Batwoman season two. But before we do that, we hinted earlier in the show that we uh, were going to um, introduce and, and allow for the corrections department to have a few moments to talk about uh, what he wants to talk about. But specifically, the reason why we moved it to later in the show is because what he wants to talk about has a lot to do with Batwoman. So um, without further ado we bring to you, In Review, with the Corrections Department.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another segment of In Review with the Corrections Department. I'm going to attempt to recap Season 1 of Batwoman for you in about under 90 seconds. So the beginning of Season 1 of Batwoman takes place about a, a year before uh, we see her in the Elseworld crossover from a few years back. Um, and in that, she's, she's a child. Um, her and her sister, Beth, are in a car crash. Their mother dies. And then, you know, flashback to the present with her. Uh, she meets Luke Fox, which is Lucius Fox's son. And then um, she becomes Batwoman. You know, her stuff ensues. And then from there, a little bit of time passes. Um, And then we meet back up with where she was in Elseworlds the previous crossover year. But then this is where stuff kind of gets weird and the timeline skews off. And I'm not really sure how where it comes back into where we see her in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Because at that point, she's still a year before where everybody else is in the CW-verse, Arrowverse, at this point. And you'd think there'd be a passage of time after... Uh, The Elseworlds segment where it comes back to that, but there's not. And then there's all this stuff that doesn't make sense with the timeline. And then JFK assassination doesn't quite sync up there and flat earth. And, you know, well, all right, that is your recap
1: of season two. And as you can tell, things season one, I'm sorry. Thank you. Season one. And and things got pretty hairy towards the end. Uh, uh, I actually listened to this one all the way through.
0: Um, Well, maybe he didn't. (laughs) He called it season two.
1: Well, I was staring at the agenda, and I was looking at the season (laughs) two. So it was like, it was you know one of those moments. One of those moments. You know, like when Chuck Schumer, uh, he's staring at his uh, at what he's trying to say when he's in the Senate, and instead of saying election, he says erection.
0: Oh, ooh, that was quite the boner. (laughs)
1: um yeah so uh so yeah so darth vibbert our corrections department gave quite the recap of season one and i gotta say after hearing his recap because i i did not see any of season one and i know wonder rob didn't either (laughs) that that did not make me want to watch season one
0: (laughs) well i just wasn't particularly impressed with her character when i watched Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? Um, again, it's the it's Dollar Tree DC. I decided that Walmart DC isn't isn't an accurate description for the CW shows, but you know what? It could be. It could be an accurate description for like Titans, okay, or Doom Patrol. Although Doom Patrol supposed to be pretty good. Oh, I believe we it. enjoyed Doom Patrol. We just never got back to it. Maybe we should do like a, a geek, so to speak. Roundup thing where we where we revisit old shows we reviewed, um, but anyway, neither here nor there. I, I just I want to apologize for calling it Walmart uh, when it's clearly Dollar Tree.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> now, uh, season two uh, saw the end of one version of Batwoman and the beginning of another. Uh, the previous. Uh, person to hold the mantle of Batwoman was Cat uh, Kate Kane, played by Ruby Rose, and uh, according to some, she's quite the Eeyore She's quite the Eeyore Yeah, she's 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 such an Eeyore I guess.
0: Pin my tail to myself since nobody oh, else is going right. to.
1: <laughs> yeah, so apparently she's quite boring. Uh, I can't speak to that because I didn't really watch her. But, yeah, we saw her in The Crisis. Uh, I remember watching her on the other crossover for Elseworlds. Um Yeah. She she was she was what she was. Uh, we got a chance to watch the episode one of season two, and the episode title I believe is called "What Happened to Cat uh, Kate Kane." Keep saying "cat," uh, Kate Kane. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so uh, we get to meet the newest person who's going to be Batwoman, and her character name is Ryan Wilder, Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Javicia Leslie. That sounds about right. Friend Um, of the show, by the way. Friend of the show, yeah. Now, (laughs) I I just want to get it out there right away. Uh, Do it. Whip it out. I did not enjoy this show at all. Are you kidding me? I thought you loved it. No, I didn't. I wanted I wanted to like it because I wanted to give it a chance. And I also was excited that the CW-verse was going down this road of casting a black actress to play Batwoman. Um, and, and I was excited for it. And she's actually one of the best things about the show. But the show as a whole just sucks.
0: Yeah, it's not the best. <laughs> but, of course, I, I also walked into it thinking, okay, I'm going to give this show a chance. I'm not familiar with the lore, but I know that they're getting rid of one character and bringing in a new one. But sure as shit, they're just like, oh, you haven't been watching? Too bad. This guy's <laughs> not really Bruce Wayne. And this lady uh, kill, just throws knives in people's necks. And uh, this homeless girl's Batwoman now.
1: Yeah, did you feel because both of us came into this really not knowing the cast at all, did you feel confused just by the sheer amount of, of characters on the show that they didn't really spend any time sort of reintroducing the audience to?
0: I mean yes and no. I I was able to sort of get the idea of who these characters were after watching for a little while. But it certainly would have been nice (laughs) if they did. But they're not treating it like a reboot of the series. They're just treating it like, and now this person's Batgirl. You've been watching where I went into it thinking I was seeing a reboot of the series. And so I I think that might have just been my problem. Now, the whole time. So, so, apologies to any diehard Batwoman fans out there.
1: <laughs> so, uh, the general synopsis of of the show: uh, Ryan Wilder uh, surprised because the Kate's Kate's plane is basically seen crashing in uh, from National City, and Spoiler. in yeah, in the wreckage of of uh, this whole plane crash is a functioning batsuit. Yes. And so I
0: took a lot of notes. Oh, you did of everything that I thought was stupid. Uh, so I'll just I'll keep keep talking about the plot, and I'll just interject when. my Okay, that sounds great.
1: Do you have anything to interject right yet, or are you good? Uh, so,
0: yes. First of all, uh, <laughs> you said that this plane crashes, and then the the homeless girl happens to see it, and uh, she finds a bat suit. Uh, good thing this skin tight leather bat suit fits like a glove. To her, uh, super wig is uh, remarkably undamaged. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, what I thought was interesting was, what did I write here? Here it is. So I had to scroll. Batwoman dies in a plane crash. Girls find girl finds bat suit. Becomes Batwoman. It's like the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You put on the suit,
0: you're the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's killed, Batwoman's killed, you're Batwoman now. <laughs> you're the first person to find it, you're Batwoman.
1: It is true. It is really true. Because I mean, anybody that knows the Batman story, they know that Bruce Wayne didn't just put on a suit and become Batman. Like he spent years training. He 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 had to leave Gotham. And study under Ra's al Ghul and join the League of Shadows, and he had to practice martial arts and and you know basically be you know really grow up and mature. Whereas Ryan Wilder's character, all she has to do is witness a plane crash, find a suit that just happens to be out there in perfectly good condition, uh, and and her size on, in her size and put it on. Um,
0: well, don't worry. Because they mentioned very briefly in Passing shaft that she knows karate.
1: Oh, I loved that! I when I heard that, I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Are you going to sign like, up with it the? A- are you going to sign up with the dojo in your blah blah blah? Did you find it? Blah blah. Are you? In a, you're a black belt, right? You know, like all this stupid dialogue where it's just like. <laughs>
0: Also, I had a note from the begin- the first scene where the plane crashes. Before she finds the batch suit, she sees a person uh, presumably dead uh, who's been ejected from the plane, and she is like, don't die, and she's doing CPR on this person without putting her mouth on him, by the way. She's just doing the, the heartbeat part. Uh, eventually, this guy wakes up, and he- she's like, you're going to be okay, and then it cuts to a wide shot of her where she barfs. Yes. And then and then continues and she's she's still right over this guy. Like they didn't show her leave and then barf, move to a different area and then barf. So it's, he's awake, he's alive. Cut to she barfs. She barfed all over this guy. I'm dead. <laughs> she 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 barfed on him and he didn't even say anything. He's like, thank you. Fuck. Did <laughs> <laughs> oh, they get any worse? <laughs> I guess it could. This lady just barfed on me. <laughs> I thought okay, it was a little continue. weird that
1: she did barf. Like, what? I mean, I guess she was reliving the pain of of losing her mom uh, from this whole like situation with at the Alice and Wonderland gang and they were squatting in their their apartment and blah 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 but like is that would that make you want to throw up I, I just the, the the reaction seems strange like that doesn't make me want to puke it doesn't like make the upchuck feelings begin inside my body I don't know that's just strange to maybe
0: me. it was uh, an improv from the actress and the director was like
1: keep it <laughs> it's like actual Fuck. puke.
0: <laughs> Keep it. That's good.
1: Hey, that was great. What did you use uh, to make that stuff come out of your mouth? I I like really threw up. Like I'm allergic to half the things on the craft service table, but you made me eat them anyway and and I had an allergic reaction and I threw up. I love it. But staying in. No, that's gross. I, oh god. <laughs> So uh,
0: that's all. Those are the only notes I had for that sequence.
1: OK. Um, we also are introduced to a man who is uh, a Bruce Wayne imposter. Uh, now, for yes. those that know the Batman uh, uh, rogue gallery um, and know any history about uh, someone who impersonates Batman, that would be Hush. We're we talking about Hush. Are we talking about Hush? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as that guy came on screen, I was like, oh man, they're doing hush. <laughs> 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 so Tommy Elliott, uh, in the season one, uh, we find out that he has basically had some serious surgery done, uh, that Alice has, um, uh, constructed a face for him that will make him look just like Bruce Wayne. But interestingly enough, the person who's playing him is super skinny. Um, uh, Tommy Elliott, I'm saying, is, is a skinny guy, does not have the same hair or whatever, but apparently when you do facial reconstruction, that also fixes the rest of the body, too, uh, and, and, and the hair. So
0: They must be using that face-off technology. Oh, yeah. Where it also
1: changes the body. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he's basically trying to infiltrate... Wayne Enterprises, and also eventually get to the Batcave so he can get his hands on the Batmobile, which um, I I know this the appearance of the Batmobile isn't until much later, but I do want to take a moment and say that is the most awful, stupid-looking Batmobile I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) Uh,
0: The the Batmobile in the Robert Pattinson movie might take the cake when that comes out.
1: Oh, I don't think so. That one still looks cool. This one just looked like, like you said, a Dollar Tree version <laughs> of a, of like a muscle car. Like it just looked like a bunch of plastic plates all over it. Like it just looks stupid. Um, so, um, I'm trying to think. So he
0: goes to Wayne Enterprises, and he's like, "Show me where. Let's all let's all go to the Batcave. Cave. You show me. You lead the way." <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's I'm catching on.
0: Say lucky that the Batcave is connected to Wayne Enterprises.
1: Yeah. Well, also, um, Bruce Wayne has has been missing for for years. He's been gone mm-hmm. for for three years. Is it three years or three months? I think it's three. It years. was it was years. Yeah. And then he suddenly appears. First of all, we still don't know what happened to Bruce Wayne. There, it's never been explained on this show. So. Um, but the, that his imposter is there. Um, like th- you would think that somebody is as, as high profile as Bruce Wayne. If he would, would, would return that would probably generate a little bit more buzz than he got.
0: Yeah, probably. Probably.
1: Um, um, the show introduces a kryptonite bullet and they basically, yeah, I- go ahead.
0: Sorry. I, I said, I had a note here. Kryptonite is the only thing strong enough to penetrate the bat suit. (laughs) What is the kryptonite or what is the bat suit made of? uh, Superman's ball sack. (laughs)
1: That's right. Rich, that's my tweet. Send tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. I mean, it's, it's one thing to say it's bulletproof. But highly, another thing to say that there's only one thing that can penetrate it, and that's kryptonite. Yeah, <laughs> and that's something that isn't even Earth. Uh, it's like it's not even from Earth. Like I don't know. That just seems so yeah. strange. So and how
0: is kryptonite always so easy to come by in these shows?
1: Well, it's not that 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 piece right there came from Supergirl. She gave it to to Batwoman uh, to basically be like, here, uh, if if. Um, if I get out of line and needed to put me down, this is how you'll do it. You'll use this kryptonite. But to know that it was just a like a plot device. I don't put know. Put
0: this right up my butt. Yeah. I'll be out of commission.
1: Um, I thought that the acting on the part of the character of Mary, she's the the girl who's in basically like helping out Luke. Mm-hmm. Um in the cave and whatnot, she was, oh my God, atrocious. She was always looking off in the distance with like the most concerned delivery of lines. Uh, everything was just too much drama, amped up drama for nothing. Like she's reading about uh, Ryan Wilder's past. And as if she's experiencing it as it's happening, like it was just a little much. She was just way too melodramatic about stuff. Um, we see a little bit of the Alice uh, character, who's also uh, apparently uh, the character of Beth, who is sister to Kate Kane. Um, and and I love how they shoehorned a whole like reason for why Ryan Wilder becomes Batwoman, so she can exact vengeance on the very antagonist that's been the antagonist for the entire first season. <laughs> that she also has a beef with this person. Like it's just a little too convenient.
0: I, her acting the Alice character she's like very like her eyes are wide open but she's got an angry face the whole time <laughs> and she's speaking in very like angry staccato fashion and my wife was watching it with me and I said I don't know like where how, like who's directing her to act like this and she said that she was on another CW show and she acted virtually the same oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> um I thought it was funny that there's the scene where Bruce Wayne, quote unquote, is in the uh, Wayne Manor. <clears throat> and it shows him getting out of bed uh, with two women. Yes. And then he's just going down the stairs and he's talking to Alice. Alice is there and he's like, what are you doing here? And then one of the girls comes out and she goes, can you to come back to bed. And Alice from way across the room downstairs throws a knife in this girl's neck. Perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote my note for that was all capital letters knife to the neck,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you just know she went up the stairs to get the other chick, too. Like that, what are as you soon s-
0: do, why'd you
1: do that? She has a friend with her, <laughs> is what Bruce Wayne said, or
0: not Bruce Wayne, hush, or whatever, whoever it is. <laughs> Would you do that? She has a friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, the reaction that you're getting out of me right now was the same reaction I had when I was watching it.
1: What other notes do you have?
0: Uh, Batwoman not giving back the suit. There's this whole thing where she's like, You're not gonna, you're not getting the suit back. I'm Batwoman now. <laughs> I, uh, I put roll eye emojis at that. I put the Bat Cave is like The Legend of Zelda because. All you got to do is take the grenade launcher and start shooting the walls <laughs> to find where you want to go.
1: The secret door, yeah.
0: <laughs> and the secret door, if you blow up the grenade launcher, activates the platform with the Batmobile. He blew down the door the wall to the Batmobile and it's and it all of a sudden it started spinning. Like, oh, you're going to get in. Uh, Bruce Wayne wants to steal the suit, so there's a whole thing where he, he gets the Batmobile, and he's tracking down the suit because the suit has GPS, and he says, give me the suit. I want the suit. I'm like, what are you going to do, man? That's a woman's suit. <laughs> what, are you well, wait, you going to put that on?
1: Well, apparently in the first season, uh, I was going to say Ruby Rose, but her character Kate Kane tailors the Batman suit to become the Batwoman suit. So yeah. it... But but yeah, like what what is he gonna? You can't tailor it again to make it bigger. Like you can only tailor something to make it smaller. I wrote, what? I said, the suit has a wig
0: on it, man. (laughs) And then my wife said, don't assume Batman's gender. (laughs) And then I said to my wife, I said, he's not Batman, it's Bat them or Bat they. Uh, So it's very woke, very woke show. Um, I didn't go. I didn't go into much details about these notes, but I wrote: hack the Batmobile, hack the missiles. <laughs> I can hack them. I can hack. Don't worry, I can hack the Batmobile. Shoots a missile. I hacked the missile. <laughs> so easy to just hack stuff. Shoot the kryptonite. Uh, I wrote. Can you just put rocks in a shotgun? <laughs> This guy just like put put the the rock in the barrel of the shotgun, and then shot it. Like I'm pretty sure that would destroy anything that. That's not a bullet. Uh, I'm no gun expert though. Uh, what is the suit made of? If kryptonite is the only thing that can puncture Superman's ball sack, that's a good one. That's a good note. I had to read it twice. Uh, the bat signal is so small. <laughs> They showed the bat signal at the very end, and the thing is is about as big as my laptop.
1: It's like a flashlight.
0: (laughs) And it had this giant bat signal in the sky. I was like, that's not real. Uh, And my last and final note, all all caps, kryptonite blood. Yes. She got shot with the kryptonite. She's like, I'm fine. The girl says, let me see your wound. No, I'm fine. And then, of course, the stinger is her looking at her wound and it's glowing green and and there's like green veins all around it. Uh-oh.
1: Yeah, she's got some kryptonite, kryptonite poisoning. poisoning. Yep.
0: Uh-oh. Uh so as you can tell by my notes, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. But <laughs> not for the correct reasons. <laughs> my favorite of them all being Batman wanting to steal Batwoman's suit. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Again, no pressure. If he, <laughs> I've seen uh, some drag queens come out on RuPaul's Drag Race in Bat- Batman motifs, and they've looked pretty good. So if that's his mo, great. I'm all I'm all for it. But otherwise, he wasn't thinking it through, and that suit's not going to fit.
1: Hmm. Uh, so, how, how about? Uh, I think
0: it's safe to say I'm not going to watch it again.
1: No, I don't think so. How about when Alice is laying down next to her dead brother? His corpse? Oh yeah. What How long's he even dead? What was that about? Yeah, seriously. He looked he looked pretty he, he looked pretty pink. He didn't look like a like a super long dead corpse, but I mean I That's what think... I thought. I was like,
0: he must have just died.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like he didn't even appear once in the episode like until that point. So I'm like, "What when, when did he die? Like how long That
0: poor actor. He's just making scale for like non-speaking parts. You know? <laughs> 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 he was making so much money and now now his de- his pay has been deducted significantly just to lay there. And, he, and the best part is he had to sit there and get that makeup on him first. Yeah, yeah, the scar, seriously. The scar on his face. Poor guy.
1: Oh man. Well, yeah. I think, Wonder Rob, your notes nailed it. You you, you totally... I, I actually was worried that this part of the show was going to really suffer because I didn't enjoy this show. I didn't have much to say about the show other than the fact that I didn't enjoy it. And I was worried that it would just be like a boring segment. But I was so wrong. Um, you, <laughs> you breathed new life into this segment. And um, I've... I, I haven't laughed this hard in a while, so thank you. I
0: really, uh, I came through with the Superman ball sack uh, <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, I'm putting it in the show notes.
1: Why? And here's a question: Why is everyone on this show related to somebody important in the Batman universe? Like, like everybody Luke Fox. is. Yeah, Luke Fox. Okay, the son of Lucius Fox. Uh, Kate Kane is the cousin of of Batman of of Bruce Wayne. Then you've got. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, whoever, Julia Pennyworth. We've got the daughter of Alfred Pennyworth. Oh, yeah. like, everybody is related to somebody important, but they're not important.
0: <laughs> the dead guy with the scars on half of his face is the, the second cousin twice removed of Two-Face.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh. Exactly. So I was just kind of like this. They're really having to like go all these degrees of separation. <laughs> you know what it's
0: like? It's like Tiny Toon Adventures. But, Thank you. But, but for Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Plucky? Yeah, Show me Plucky. <laughs> I put the keys down the hole. <laughs> Just so that's a deep cut. That's a deep Tiny Toons adventure reference for you guys.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Anyway. All right, when I think when we're uh, when we're pulling out Tiny Toon Adventures reference <laughs> references, I think that's usually when you can tell the podcast is about over. So, <laughs> thanks for thanks for uh, making it all the way to the end of this uh, in depth conversation about Batwoman. We <laughs> appreciate it, you guys. Thanks for sticking with us. If you haven't already subscribed, again, do me a personal favor. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave us a review while you're at it, because you will not. Re- regret it. I almost said you will not recommend it. That's not true. You will recommend it to your friends after you hear what we say to you. This this whole th- this whole segment's gone off the rails, shop I tried to save it. I tried to save my my uh, phrasing screw up, but <sighs> just review the show. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. If you're trying to find me or my best friend Shaff or our corrections department. On social media, you can find me at Wonder Rob. That's W O N D E R R O B on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow my best friend, my co-host Shoff at S H O F F. V is in voice. O is in over. On Instagram and Facebook, and you can follow our corrections department. Give our corrections department a follow at Mark Vibert? Question mark. I don't remember <laughs> his handle so i'm just gonna shoot i'm just gonna shoot in the dark that that's his handle for right now m-a-r-c-v-i-b-b-e-r-t on twitter and instagram uh or it might be under darth vibbert (laughs) tell you what we'll get you more accurate information for next week i only just decided to plug him (laughs) at the last box at the last possible second so i didn't do any research on this i've been following him for years i don't have to remember his tag (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's I've like, who
1: who, who memorizes each other's phone numbers anymore? We don't do
0: that. Oh, shoot. Don't get me started on phone numbers. Uh, next week, Shaf, uh, we're reviewing something a little out of the ordinary. What's it called? Is it Resident Alien? Shoff doesn't remember the show that he wanted to review.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> but, we hadn't confirmed that we were doing it yet, so I wasn't sure.
0: Oh, okay, all right, all right. So m- next week. Sorry, next week, uh potentially we're gonna be reviewing Resident Alien. Uh, what is Resident Alien? Your guess is as good as mine, but we're gonna be talking about it next week unless we find something that we would rather talk about for next week. So let's uh let's just uh let's just say we don't know yet what we're talking about next week, but one thing will be for sure next week, Shaw, is that we'll have plenty of geek news, we'll have plenty of our Best friend Banter will have plenty of corrections from the corrections department, including probably what is this alien show since we uh, aren't super familiar with it right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about that. Uh, Any final words, Shroff, before we get the heck out of here?
1: Only to say that I do know that Resident Alien is a sci-fi show on the sci-fi channel. It, it does is,
0: technically fall under the Geek News umbrella. That's or right. Or the Geek, so to speak, umbrella.
1: It stars Alan Tudyk, and he plays like a crash-landed alien uh, in a Colorado town, and he ends up having to basically replicate human form uh, and live amongst humans and stuff. And I think he, like he initially wants to kill humans, but now, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a dramedy is how it's being described. It's a dramedy.
0: All right, well, we'll have more on that dramedy next week, unless we don't. (laughs) And that's
1: my geek, so to speak, promise to you, folks. (laughs) Well, no matter what, we will see you next week. Same geek time.
0: Same geek channel.
1: Take care, everybody. Alien erection?
2: What's it called? You guys are fucking lame.
0: Make no mistake, there will be a trial and when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John, Donald John Trump incited the erection against the United States.